This podcast is brought to you by Fear Free, the initiative that takes the pet out of petrified and puts treat into treatment. Learn more at fearfreepets.com. This is the Fear Free podcast series. I'm your host, Steve Dale, with the founder, creator of Fear Free, Dr. Marty Becker, and veterinary dentist, the legend in that part of the world who literally has written the book and then updated the book and updated it again, the book on veterinary dentistry, Dr. Jan Bellows. Dr. Bellows, I think I will start with you. Is dentistry, are we at the point? So if I were to have been talking to you, I don't know, 15 years ago, we, we would have been talking about encouraging people uh, to get prophylaxis, you know, the clients to come in for that. We would have been encouraging professionals to even look in the mouth more carefully than they did. Have we come a long way? I just chose 15 years out of the blue, but that does seem about right. Have we come a long way since then? Oh, we've come so far. And actually, a lot of it has to do with Marty. About 15 years ago, we, I sat down with Marty and uh, Tony Buffington in Ohio State, and Marty says, what is this about uh, animals and bad breath? You know, people want to speak to their dogs. They want to kiss their dogs. They want to hug their cats. Um, what's, you know, how, how do we get the breath better? And I think that is the largest push to great dentistry was the bond between people and their pets because they don't, they want to talk to their animals. They, they, they want to hug them. And because they don't brush their own teeth and because animals can't take care of their own mouths properly, bad breath comes. So a lot of this has to do with Marty deciding, yeah, there's something to dentistry. And because of that, veterinarians are now more cognizant of preventative care. Yeah, and I think clients are more open and accepting of, of doing routine dental work. Uh, at least I think that's the case, Dr. Becker. Do you agree? I do. And, you know, it's funny to hear hear my, my colleague go back in time. It's funny. He taught me, and this is not to either scratch each other's back here like two old dogs, which we are, <laughs> uh, was that, that that was the number one thing we could do to increase the lifespan of our pets. So periodontal disease is the number one most commonly diagnosed thing we see in veterinary medicine. The number one reason people take pets to the vet are skin problems. So how do you get a huggable coat and kissable breath? And so that was the launch. When you have the bond, bad breath is a bond breaker. And if you've got kissable breath and a huggable coat, those are bond makers. And But what if the added part was actually adding years to your pet's life? And I still remember uh, Dr. Bellows talking to me about that. And then I, like most other people, were, had been, I, I shouldn't say unable, was unwilling to brush my pet's teeth. And so we started off on, on a series of TV shows about good, better, best. Good was something to add to the water. Better was a, 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 the equivalent of an edible toothbrush, either food or a, or a treat. And then best was brushing. But I can tell you, Steve, after all these years about good, better, best, maybe, and Jen probably knows the stats, but it's probably 2 or 3% is all the people, even inside of a veterinary hospital, that brush your pet's teeth. True. So what's, what's new? What could you do differently to get the best or even great? 
All right, so you're you're doing my job there for me, Dr. Becker, and that's a perfect lead-in uh, to where I want to go with this, really. So is it almost almost a waste of time at this point for veterinary professionals, technicians, nurses, or veterinarians to talk with clients about brushing? Should we be going, at least in part, in a different direction, Dr. Bellows? Absolutely. And, and you would think because, you know, I, I'm a veterinary dentist and I have a practice that uh, just does dentistry, that we would be big on toothbrushing. We don't even sell toothbrush or toothpaste in the office because, just like you said, Steve, nobody does it. And if, if, even though it's a great idea, nobody does it, there's got to be a better way. And fortunately, there are companies like um, the Bark Bright Company that put out a toothpaste that actually goes on a chew, and it's really great because people don't have to mess, uh, they don't have to get their fingers dirty, and they can give that to their dogs, and dogs love the taste, and that way they're virtually brushing their pet's teeth without actually taking a toothbrush, taking the toothpaste, figuring out what to do with the toothbrush after, Um, and it's the kind of like the answer to a question that needed an answer. How does it work? I mean, and does it work in the first place? I mean, is it as effective as uh, a, a, veter- a veterinary dentist would want it to be? Ah, the, still the gold standard is toothbrushing, and toothbrushing every day. Uh, they did some research that every other day is not as good as anything less than uh, every three days is totally worthless. So people that take their pets to the groomer once a month to get their teeth brushed, they think they're doing something, but they're really not at all. And, and, and just imagine what's going on inside of the dog and cat's mouth. The plaque is there every day, and then it gets calculus and tartar and more plaque, and of course you're going to get periodontal disease and loose teeth. And not only, like Dr. Becker said, they have a longer life, but they have a happier life. When you have loose teeth, when you have bleeding teeth, you know, who wants to live that way? Well, so and I, I want to... can simply use something, uh, a dog chew or something like Bark Bright that has the chew with the toothpaste on it every day, and it has to be done every day, they could really help their dog's lives longer. And I want to talk to you about the Veterinary Oral Health Society. Have I got that right? No. Veterinary Oral Health Council. V-O-H-C. I was close. V-O-H-C. Okay. I was close, but close is, doesn't do it here because you won't find it online. I want to talk to you about that. And I want to talk to you about the specific health impacts. But, all right, Dr. Becker, we talk about fear, anxiety, and stress all the time. And we talk about it, yes, in the clinic, and that's appropriate. But pets don't live in the clinic. They live at home And, well, again, we're talking about two different things, the real world and what's ideal. In the real world, most dogs or cats see the toothbrush coming, if it comes at all. They see it coming, and then they run for the hills. If the client is, as Dr. Bellows wants them to be, consistent about it, then we're seeing them run for the hills every single day. Uh, That is, in fact, the opposite, I would suggest, of what Fear Free is all about. No wonder you're so good at communicating with with pet parents, Steve. That was that's an amazing way to put it. Ser- seriously, 
what you want to do is you want things that are bond makers, not bond breakers. And most of us now think as our pets as our children. We could even say a human life support system cleverly disguised as four-legged children. <laughs> and you want to do things with your pets that they want you to do to them, uh, whether that's that's exercise or that's grooming them. And certainly as it relates to something as, as serious as, as oral health, which, again, affects their overall health, happiness, and longevity. But what happens, one of the things I learned about about uh, Fear. When I learned this from Karen Overall back in 2009, is fear is caused by something painful or something disturbing. So painful is getting their nails trimmed too short for a pet. Let's say that's at home. Now disturbing is seeing the nail trimmers or even going into the room where the nail trimmers are when they yeah. open that specific drawer. Yep. Uh, painful might be a, a, a flawed uh, insulin shot. Now painful is seeing the syringe and the needle. And with dentistry, let's say they're starting when the pet's already got really infected gums that are painful. And it often, by the way, if I could chase a rabbit, if you could do a, a grab a cursor on a dog's the, the lesion that's under their lip that's hidden, if I could do like a drag and grab and drag it over and put it on the outside of their pet, they would freak out if they'd see that lesion that's in their mouth. But because it's covered up with that lip, they just let it go. But with the, with what you want is something that literally they can anticipate that their tail is wagging. So you've got to get something that doesn't cause it causes pain and something that's not disturbing. So what you want, yes, it's possible to do it with a, a toothbrush and toothpaste. It's just that imagine if you went to the veterinary hospital and you found out that only two percent of the people gave parasite control or only two percent of the people there or five percent of the people uh, treated hot spots on their dog. You would have no credibility. And we know this dentistry is important, but you have to get it where it's doable. And it's a, it's a chore where the dog anticipates it. And, and that's really what you have here is something where we call it putting the treat into treatment. And, and you, don't, you, you reduce fear, anxiety, and stress and turn it on its back to where they actually want to have a uh, it's really not even, I don't know how you call it a procedure. It's giving them a treat. And, and Bart Bright specifically, that product, there are others that have the veterinary oral health care seal of approval. If you're in the aisle at PetSmart or somewhere, see that VOHC seal of approval. But this specific one looks like an asterisk, if you'd see how an asterisk is shaped, but it's several inches long. And this uh, enzymatic product fits in those grooves. So there's your, it's basically an edible toothbrush. And like Dr. Bella said, you give it every day as a treat. It's part of what their calorie consumption is, and it does a dual purpose. Now, I've been to your talks, Dr. Bellows, so I've heard you talk about it. And perhaps many of the people listening have heard you or one of your colleagues talk about it. So I don't want to spend too much time, but I think it's important to at least mention, and, and you can be as technical as you'd like, uh, but... The difference it makes to do something to help that dog prevent gum disease and dental disease as opposed to not. And, and what I'd like to see, and maybe studies have been done that I'm not aware of. I don't know how you would do it, though, uh, to see what the difference is in longevity and quality of life, uh, particularly for smaller dogs and cats, but really all dogs and cats. Can you comment on that? Sure. You know, it, it, it just makes sense. People all of a sudden hit their forehead when they say, yeah, the, 
dentistry is important. And, 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 and to piggyback a little about what Dr. Becker said, in, in my own household, we, um, we spend some time in, in Colorado and we go hiking with the dog every day. And in order to put the dog's vest on, we um, encourage uh, her to jump on top of a, a chair uh, so we don't have to bend down too far. And as soon as we put the vest on, she knows that she's going to get a bark bite treat. Uh, so I put the toothpaste on the bark bite treat and give it to her, and she expects that. So before, it was a hassle for her to jump on top of the chair. And now, as soon as we are going anywhere near that door, the garage door, she jumps on the chair because she's looking forward to the treat. She's not looking forward to getting the, uh, the vest on, but she's looking forward to that treat. So making it a very positive experience sure. is, is just so important. Getting back to your question, if people think that they or you know, embrace that they brush their own teeth two or three times a day, why do they do it? Because they want to speak to other people without bad breath. They want to keep their teeth. Uh, and it makes the biggest difference in decreasing plaque. So a treat that will decrease the, the enzymes will actually chelate or get the calcium and phosphorus out of the system. And actually the friction of, the, of a delicious treat will squeegee off the plaque. If you do that every day, you're doing something so important for your dog. In fact, if you do it twice a day, even better. But that's the big go-home point. And some people say, well, I give my dog bones. That's the worst thing you can do, especially antlers or dog bones or nylon shoes. They break teeth. Well, you're the one who taught me, Dr. Bellows. Uh, I was giving a, a talk somewhere. I don't remember where. Uh, and I was talking about enrichment, and I was talking about products you can use. And you came up to me afterwards, and you said something like, if it doesn't bend... Right. Don't offer it. Have I got your line right? Yeah. If, if, it, if you can't bend it, then don't give it to the dog. Uh, because then you're going to see broken teeth? Is that, is that it? Especially the back teeth. And, you know, so many people are um, giving their dog raw diets because, what, you know, in their mind that's a, a great idea. The raw diets that have real bones in it actually break teeth. So, you know, bone meal is okay, but you don't want to give a dog a bone. <laughs> yeah. So if you, again, I don't think there have any been any studies done on this, but so I'll ask as an experienced veterinary dentist your opinion. Uh, you, you offer a product, uh, for example, uh, once a day, or as you said, even better, perhaps twice a day, mm -hmm. uh, like Bark Bright, or maybe brush the teeth in a way that the dog or cat isn't upset with because you've desensitized and counter-conditioned, maybe from the time that dog was a puppy or the cat was a kitten, uh, but you're doing something proactive and you're doing the right thing as opposed to doing absolutely nothing, is there really going to be a difference in the amount of teeth, teeth that are lost at some point in time? I mean, Oh, major. And, and, major. All, and also even quality of life and lifespan of the pet. Absolutely. And what I also incorporate is a dental wipe every day. So after, uh, in the evening, after our, our dog finishes his food, in order to get another treat, um, 
they, she has to have her dogs, uh, she has to have the teeth wiped. And there are wipes on the market. And it doesn't really matter what is incorporated in the wipe. It's the friction of the wipe. And you just have to wipe the outside of the teeth. You don't have to worry about the inside. The tongue takes care of that. that that's important. And if you have a cat, use a Q-tip dipped in tuna water just right at the gum line because, um, unfortunately, there aren't very many treats for cats that that they like, but cats need dental care also. I listened to you. I, I took a Q-tip with tuna on it. I didn't okay. know that. I didn't know that it was for cats. I thought it was for me, but that's okay. <laughs> no, and, and and the tuna has absolutely nothing to do with um, medical care. But just like Bark Brights has a delicious uh, chew and the paste, it encourages the animal. Like likes the experience. They say, oh, great, a tuna fish. Now, before I ask Dr. Becker about how all of this ties into Fear Free in a specific way, I want to ask you about the Veterinary Oral Health Council. Hopefully this time I got it right. Yes. And, and why it's important, I'm assuming you think it is, sure. for veterinary professionals to send clients to that website. Because here you are, you're in line at a pet store, maybe you're online, and you're looking for products, and every product, it seems, is marketed for dental care. And, right. and there's a difference. I mean, they're not all the same. Some of it is marketing, clearly. So do you suggest, first of all, veterinary professionals sending their clients to that site, first off? And uh, secondly, why? Okay. It's, the site, by the way, is vohc.org. Veterinary Oral Health Council. And the Veterinary Oral Health Council is very similar to the uh, ADA, the American Dental Association seal on uh, Colgate. Um, it really says that that product has been evaluated and it helps to control the accumulation of plaque and or tartar, depending on which uh, degree they have. So plaque or tartar. And it's not, if, if you give a product like this, don't think that you don't have to do anything else. So that's why I, I wipe my dog's teeth, and I also give Bark Brights a couple times a day. So the VOHC is composed of five board-certified veterinary dentists and an executive director. And the products are evaluated on certain levels of plaque and or tartar prevention. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and the website, again, is? VOHC.org. And now, it doesn't mean that a product that doesn't have VOHC acceptance is, isn't good, but the ones that do have VOHC acceptance have risen to the level of being evaluated by an independent group. So as a veterinary professional, and you still do practice, do you, yes. do you agree with what perhaps I'm suggesting, that uh, veterinarians and technicians and nurses send their clients to that website? Oh, absolutely. Sure. Okay. Dr. Becker, all of what we've talked about, how does this tie in in the real world to what, what you live for, and that's fear-free? You know, it's funny when you when you listen in, you're doing a dual interview, it gives you time to think. And and the 17 years I did Good Morning America, the only time I did it with another veterinarian was with Doctor Bellows, and we did a segment called Rin Tin Grin, and it was about braces and dogs. 
And I still remember a dog that we had featured would sleep every night with a toy in its mouth because <laughs> it didn't want to close its mouth because there was a tooth going up into the mm. roof of its mouth. So uh, orthodontics in dogs is not for cosmetic reasons, it's for medical reasons. But you think of pets, think of a pet that has periodontal disease, that every, every day, remember something painful or something disturbing, you have a painful mouth, picking up that toy that I used to love to play with, or retrieving that ball, it hurts. Now that ball becomes disturbing. Even a meal that before people think, I wonder why they're not eating as much. Their mouth hurts. Uh, honestly, last night I went to eat some, some snack on some cereal we had in the room, and there was some little tiny sore in the back where my wisdom tooth was, and I jolted just because I got some cereal back in there. And it's painful. And don't think that these pets, when you, when you open their mouth up don't, uh, and see those lesions, don't feel pain. I did a segment on Dr. Oz once about uh, good, better, best. Dr. Oz, who's a, who's a great friend, had never looked in his own dog's mouth, his, his lab's mouth, in six years until the night before the segment. So, you know, you pointed, Steve, I think very well about all these products. They all say veterinary recommended. That is the world's easiest thing to put on the product and the world's hardest thing to actually get in the exam room of somebody that that believes in that product. And that's why that VOHC seal of approval is, is paramount. And again, for fear-free, you know, uh, you know, I've had this transformation of not just the veterinary profession looking at the physical well-being of animals, but the emotional well-being as well. And what is worse for a pet parent to have uh, a, a dog that has uh, such horrific breath that they have to push it away, or, you know, worse yet, it has to spend part of the day outside or can't sleep uh, nose-to-nose in bed with them at night. And then when it, we think of these pets as their children, and I'll tell you, I've got kids that are 34 and 30, and my hats are off to millennials and Gen Z and Gen X because I've never seen generations that take better care of their pets. And once they're aware that there's something they can do, uh, it comes back to the, the slogan we use for, for fear-free, happy homes, which is helping pets live happy, healthy, full lives. Happy is free from pain and, and stuff disturbing. Fear, from fr- fear, anxiety, and stress, and pain. Healthy is high-tech veterinary medicine and full is is enrichment activities and what Dr. Bellows described that's actually an enrichment activity that he gives the bark bright to put the halter on for the dog to go out to walk it just it just makes me it makes me smile um, and I think I need some of that stuff by the way I was looking in the mirror while we were talking here I think I need some help Dr. Bellows <laughs> well we can Come get you <laughs> we can get you some uh, Q-tips with tuna <laughs> Doctor, doctors, both doctors, Dr. Marty Becker, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, every time I talk to you, Dr. Becker, I say, and I mean it, thank you very much for everything you have done, you continue to do, because there's a reason why Fear Free resonates. It's because, first of all, it works. Actually, that's second of all. First of all, we needed it, and it does work. So thank you very much for that, and Dr. Bellows, for a career of, of changing the world for veterinary dentists as well as for veterinarians and veterinary technicians uh, to look inside, open wide, say that, and actually do something about it. Thank you both. My pleasure. Thank you. If you're already registered for Fear Free, be sure to keep up with all the Fear Free happenings, access the new toolbox items, 
and find all the additional courses at fearfreepets.com. And of course, if you're not registered, find everything you need to get started at fearfreepets.com. If you're a member interested in pursuing practice certification, get more details on the same site under the Veterinary About section. And if you're a pet owner who just stumbled upon this podcast, welcome and learn more at fearfreehappyhomes.com.